Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. You're allowed to cry, you're allowed to swear, you're allowed to shout, you're allowed to be angry. This doesn't make you a lesser person and Lord knows I've been there myself. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston, the Menopause Coach. I have this amazing concept that I want to share with you, a bit of a theory that is beautifully researched, still has a long way to go within the positive psychology space. And it brings me so much joy and happiness that I get to come here and share what the research says, but also my own thoughts around this so that we can generate a little bit of a discussion together on the back of this episode. So let's jump into this one around how hope theory can make you more confident. When we talk about hope and how understanding it for you can bring way more clarity and success in your life, we get this little insider. It's like this beautiful, vibrant yellow door opens up for us and says, hey, come here. Like, come and look at this really happy place that is behind this beautiful, bright sunshine yellow door. And this is just a little insight into my mind. And it's going to involve you coming inside this energy space with me for this episode and being okay with a little bit woo-woo, okay? As one of my graduate clients calls it, the not-so-woo-woo stuff, after she was well and truly converted when we started this process together. So would it impress you to know there are hope scientists in this amazing world we live in? Yes, there are. And they're looking at how hope impacts our happiness and accomplishment as human beings, on the meaning and purpose in our lives and how it can support health, relationships and flourishing in our life. Pretty cool, huh? So this to me is amazing at knowing that there is a reason when we feel more hope, we have more joy and happiness. And when we have more joy and happiness, we feel more aligned to ourselves and our lives. There's reason behind all of this. So let's take this opportunity together to go inside the hope theory space This is a blossoming area of positive psychology and it deeply fascinates me and I want to share it with you. So what better place and space to do that than inside one of these amazing episodes that we get to spend our life currency together. So this is a framework on how people set goals. This is a framework, the hope theory, on how we create pathways to achieve our goals and also maintaining motivation when we reach our goals. So these three areas are super, super key. And there was a person behind, or is, was, behind Hope Theory called Charles Snyder. He is deceased now, which is why I said there was, but still is. And his cognitive model is based on the premise that human beings are naturally drawn to achieving goals from the time that we are born. Okay, your genetics play a huge 50% role in all of that, which I'll cover in a little while. So where hope theory is pretty cool is it proposes that goals will always remain as unfulfilled goals if the three crucial components that I'm going to share in a second are not met. You might not believe 
that you're capable of achieving them. You might also think, well, I don't know how to do this. That's known as agency thinking. And if you identify the journey path that you're going to take to achieve your goals, that's known as pathway thinking, then it's not very likely that you're going to reach them unless you know these three things and you are able to navigate through each of them, not missing any, not doing bits haphazardly. So you must, number one, these are the three points, be clear and conceptualize the goals that you have in your vision space. So in other words, the what. What is it that you want to achieve? What are your goals or what is your goal? So you need to be clear on what you are looking to achieve. Number two, you need to be able to develop specific strategies to reach them. That's your pathway thinking. This is how, okay? This is where we move into the how of the what. So number one is, what is it that you're moving towards? Clearly conceptualizing the goals. Number two, you're developing specific strategies to reach them. So that's your pathway thinking. And that's the how. How am I getting there? What is the journey route that I need to take? And if we really think of this in the simplistic form, if you were planning out a journey, for example, when my husband Sean and I had the beautiful opportunity when the girls were away to school camp for us to say, let's hire a motorhome and do the North Coast 500, the famous NC 500 around Scotland. Oh my goodness, honestly. Ask me to share some of the photos with you. You would not believe that it was Scotland that we were in. Phenomenal memories, loved it. So what we did there is we mapped out, well, we only have four and a half days. It's quite it's quite a short time frame to do the full NC500, but we were determined. So we mapped it out. We got there, we, we knew what we wanted to achieve. We knew the different locations we wanted to stop off at and the strategies that we needed to put in place to do the how, so the pathway thinking. And then number three, initiate and sustain the motivation to follow the strategies. This is known as your agency thinking. Okay, so really holding yourself in that accountability and motivation, which brings us into why. So why are you doing this? I think a lot of people, when they're setting goals, and you hear this so often in the business space, and it's kind of one of these things where I want to just say, you've got it back to front. We don't need to know why we're doing something to get started. We do need to know why we're doing it to keep going. But we need to know what we are wanting to achieve first. Then we need to know how we're going to achieve it. And that is where our why then comes into it, because we need that to sustain our motivation and hold our accountability. So again, for me, one of the big things that takes you back to my example of the NC500 was picking up the motorhome, never having driven one in my life. And of course, within the first half an hour of having it, I managed to, let's just say, cause a little minor damage to the bumper, forgetting that it had a big tail swing. So for me, that could have been such an easy moment of, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. Oh my God, what a silly idea we've had. How are we going to drive this around the NC500 single track roads over the course of the sides of mountain cliffs? How am I doing that when I can't even drive it up my street? All right, you can see where this starts to become part of our thinking 
pathways thinking and agency thinking. So initiating and sustaining the motivation to follow the strategies, one of the strategies that we adopted as a collective, Sean and I, during that little minor altercation with a road sign, was for me to hand the keys to him and say, oh yeah, I'm not doing this. I may have had a little pity party. I may have had a cry. I may have had a moment of, I don't think I can do this before then saying, right, what's the solution? All right, we know what we want to do, we know how we're doing it, and we know why we want to do it, but actually, maybe I need to adjust the point two of how, and maybe it's not me that starts the drive, maybe it's Sean, and actually Sean did the whole drive after that, so (laughs) we get to change our number two, we absolutely do. So number one, clearly conceptualise the goals, the what. Number two, develop specific strategies to reach them. Your pathways thinking. So this is your how. How are you getting there? And number three, initiate and sustain the motivation to follow the strategies that you have set. Your agency thinking. How you're holding yourself motivated and in accountability. So it sounds simple when we say it's three steps, doesn't it? But the reality is lacking in self-belief and confidence is so crippling for so many women and adding in the challenges of lowering estrogen, progesterone, testosterone is just a whole new level of struggle for so many women worldwide. But not on my watch, ladies. You're here for a reason and with a purpose and I congratulate and celebrate that. And knowing all of this is what can make you more resilient, support you better in your coping strategies and in return experience less anxiety and feel that you have more hope and happiness, which in turn can lead to higher levels of performance. So we celebrate all of that. When we reach higher levels of performance, we also reach higher levels of satisfaction. And that might be in your business. It might be your career. Even in your relationships, this is huge for your relationships to self and with others. You become way more creative, okay? Opening up that third eye chakra for those of you that do your inner work and your light energy work, okay? And setting higher goals for yourself to achieve them and to feel more accomplishment in your life. Oh, it's so powerful. I just love this space of working with you on it all. So there's a vast number of adults in this world that do suffer from psychological conditions associated with low hope, not caused by, but associated with two different things. And these include anxiety, depression, loneliness, this is a big one, and angst. Okay, many symptoms that we also associate with menopausal changes in our female lives as well. And it's in understanding this that we get the opportunity to make a change and to do that proactive work to support alongside proven treatments such as CBT, so cognitive behavioural therapy, you know, just one strategy that we can adopt. And this is what becomes that ripple effect then of hope. So coming back into hope theory and to hope itself, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, we must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope. And this sentence literally changed everything for me when I read it years ago, when I started my journey into more psychology, understanding and knowledge. And you see, we can never stop disappointment in our lives from showing up. We just can't, it will happen. But we can choose. 
And that powerful word and action and choosing how we respond to it in that moment is beyond everything. It's it's beyond what determines how that disappointment impacts on our lives, our happiness and us. It's huge. So hope is a human need. And when we think about it, it's part of, again, another big psychology known theorist is Maslow. So within Maslow's hierarchy of needs, for all of you that are very familiar with this, the concept around hope being part of our basic human needs and it boosts happiness. And as a result of that, can be such a powerful tool in your toolbox when you know how to harness it and use it properly. So we will always come up against speed bumps in life. And you've heard me talk about this in past episodes. Speed bumps never roadblocks unless you allow them to be. And here's that word again, choose that path or that journey route. So what I wanted to share with you on all of this again is that you are truly the navigator. Okay, the full navigator in your life's purpose pathway. Whether you choose the route with the blocker, the roadblocks, or the route with the speed bumps, it's always your choice. Okay, the speed bumps can always be gone over or around. There's always a solution. So for some of you listening to this today, it may sting a little bit at certain points because I might hear you asking, but Adele, how the hell did I choose this for myself? Okay, how the hell did I choose insert your pain point right now? Insert your sadness, insert really horrendous things that have happened or are happening to you right now. And you'd be 100% correct. You never choose for these things to happen to you. They show up and life is a journey of ups and downs. And it's your power in the choice of response that will determine how you navigate the remainder of that journey that becomes your pivotal moment. You're absolutely allowed to be sad. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to swear. You're allowed to shout. You're allowed to be angry. This doesn't make you a lesser person. And Lord knows I've been there myself. I still go there from time to time. But let me share something that changes it all. Allowing yourself a 90 second pity party and then showing up for yourself in compassion and in love. If we stay within the pity party zone too long, we risk falling deeper inside that space and opening up the risk of wallowing. And when we enter the wallowing stage of this journey, it becomes extremely difficult to break free from the velocity that it holds over us. And this is where we fall deeper and deeper inside the feelings of nothingness, low moods, anxiety, sadness, all of these things like a vice that just take hold of every ounce of joy or happiness that you've held inside of your body. So visualising your emotional landscape and the multiple different directions that you can choose to take to own your own journey through this time. That is your power. That is your choosing choice. So again, I did say this might sting at some points because if some of you are listening to this right now and I hear you, I see you and I'm holding space for you, you might have sat within that wallowing space for a while, not really having experienced much joy and happiness of late and hearing me say things like, that's choice, can be really tough. 
And I know that it's not as easy as it sounds when we say, well, you get to choose to be happy. Mm, Yes, we do. But equally, there's another element to this that we will cover in a moment's time. Whilst we get the choice, sometimes we don't actually know the journey path that we need to choose. Okay, so as much as you might be sitting in a space of, I am sad Adele, I am anxious Adele, I am feeling low, I don't feel like my confident self anymore. There are always routes to take that don't include the speed blocks, okay? Those roadblocks are not always present. And when we have what we refer to as high levels of emotional intelligence, okay, we will always show up and serve ourselves powerfully in being able to take that emotional clarity to a whole new level every single time we're presented with something that is sure to knock you back inside that wallow zone. So if you head over to episode 44, I have dedicated a full episode to emotional intelligence and mastering self-soothing, which accompanies this episode beautifully for you. If you've already listened to that one, then amazing. You will fully get what I say when I talk about emotional intelligence. If you have not had the opportunity to listen, then please do take some time, go and listen to that one. So when we speak of hope, we speak of the association with better performance as a human being in our life, in our health and in our well-being and self-influence that this has. It's huge. Hope is massive. It's like this tiny little four-letter word that carries so much power and value for us. And to break this all down so that I could truly get my head around this, I have been studying this for years now, I see hope as a strategy to support coping at a time of distress. It's a tool in the toolbox. Okay, the immediate emotional response will always come through. So that might be crying, it might be sadness or it might be anger. That emotional immediate response to a situation that happens. And before long, hope will wash over your soul and afford you the opportunity to know that you are resilient and you're able to overcome what is happening either in the present or in the future. That is the tool in the toolbox that hope gets to give us, but it also is so reliant upon your choosing of it. So whilst I'm not here today bringing this topic to you as a solution to sadness or anxiety, I'm affording you the opportunity to become curious to hear what I'm sharing with you and inviting you to explore what this could mean for you. Allow it to trigger you. Allow it to unearth something inside of you that you think, oh my gosh, I've never thought of it that way. Or actually, there's something in this and I don't know what yet. Invitation to journal. Journal what emotions or thoughts or feelings are coming up for you in this moment after this episode ends. And take some time to really hone in on what does hope and choice of hope mean for you and why I find this so important to share with you in a podcast episode is because hope is linked to happiness and happiness is linked to critical life outcomes which include your health your well-being your wellness your life satisfaction and even your relationships your relationship with yourself and others But the research does show that your genetics play a huge 50% role in how happy you are 
from fetal development and birth right through until now, to this point in time that you are listening to this episode. That's 50% of your happiness that you are born with in your DNA. It's not changeable, but 10% is life circumstances and a whopping 40% is the stuff that you choose how to influence and respond to. 40% is your choice that you have at all times. So it might feel uncomfortable for you to hear this because 40% is fully within your control. Choosing. Choosing how you respond, choosing how you react, choosing how you show up. You get to choose the wallow or breaking free from that and stepping inside the infinite possibilities that exist inside positive psychology interventions like hope theory practices. To help with this, I've developed you a beautiful hope map guide with seven key steps to taking everything that you've covered in here, trying this out for yourself. Okay, it's going to be emailed out to you so that you can make sure that you're part of our mailing list. That would be amazing. You can join us by clicking the link in the show notes. And as an extra special reason to click that link, I am also gifting you access to our brand new Stopping Self-Doubt download, which beautifully accompanies this episode today. And you will get instant access to that so that you can yourself have a look through, well, how do I become a bit more aware? How do I look to show up inside this space so that you can really adopt the theory of hope? that you get the opportunity to see that 50% may be your genetics. And this is why we come across people who are just so happy all of the time. Guaranteed they have their moments. Absolutely. A human being cannot be happy 100% of the time because our life circumstances take on 10%. But 50% are genetics. Another 40% of that, you are fully 100% in control of how you choose to respond and react. So I did warn that this may sting. I did warn that this may carry a trigger warning. And I did also grant you the opportunity, should you wish to accept it, to see that although 50% of your genetics play a role in your hope and your happiness levels, realistically another 50%, you do get the opportunity Because even though we say 10% are life circumstances, this is to do with your background, your upbringing, your surroundings, the energy environment that you are in. Another 40% of that is within your choosing of whether you remain there. 40% of that is in choosing whether you still decide to be in the job that you hate to do, to live in the city that you loathe to be in, to stay in the relationship that you no longer feel the love and joy in and to show up in your truth where you have maybe postponed showing up in your truth. To be able to take your goals, to look at the three steps we covered inside the hope theory of getting clarity of what your goals are, what it is that you want to achieve in your life currency every single day that you get to open your eyes as a blessing and a gratitude. To develop the strategies and the ways of thinking of how you are going to achieve those goals. And to look at how you sustain that motivation. 
There is so much power in these three steps that you have no idea how capable you are until you step into them. So I invite you at the end of this episode to take a hold of your journal, if you've never journaled before, a piece of paper, and to start writing. What's coming through for you? Have you been triggered by anything that has been covered in today's episode? Know that this comes from a place of love, compassion, but also from that gentle place of, let's not F around anymore. Let's make sure that you are showing up in your best possible self-light. Let's bring more hope into your life. Because with more hope comes more happiness. With more happiness comes more fulfilment. With more fulfilment comes more self-actualization. And that is our power statement of our episode. I appreciate you and your life currency for being here with me, with us as a collective in this space. And until next week, do go ahead and click the show notes, grab your free copy of our Stopping Self-Doubt Guide. And on Monday, I will be emailing out your copy of your guide. So just before you leave us from today's session, I would love to invite you to do one more thing. Share this episode with one other person or one of the episodes that you have listened to that has really, really hit some part of your heart space. The most important thing that we can do together as a collective here inside the menopause coaching space, inside the menopause awareness raising space and inside making menopause mainstream is to talk more openly together. Menopause is not just something that we show up once, a one and done. This is about us being able to take the control of our own life purpose pathway. This is about us as females, as individuals, feeling the empowerment of knowledge and the support that absolutely echoes around us. And I am here as your support as always. So please do just hit reply. Come and chat with me inside Instagram in the DMs or over on email support at adelejohnstoncoaching.com where I love to hear your shares. So come do share with me what has come up for you in this episode and let's enhance your own happiness, joy and hope. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing, to help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.